Imputed Podcast starts right now. And this is another edition of the Asmund and Budic Show podcast. I'm Jake Asmund. As always, joined alongside Dan Budic. And Dan, very special guest today, an Ithaca College alum, Mr. Bruce Beck, the lead sports anchor of NBC New York, is set to join us. You know, and we've had a lot of nice guests on the show, but we haven't had an Ithaca College grad, so I'm looking forward to talking to Bruce about Ithaca College a little bit. Yeah, Bruce was actually at the Phil Jackson press conference today. Phil met with the media, said some interesting things about Carmelo Anthony and whether or not he'd be willing to take less money to remain with the Knicks. So we're going to get to all that with Bruce Beck and more right after this. You are listening to the Asman and Budic Podcast on ICTV.org and on iTunes. Welcome back to the Asman and Budic Show. Jake Asman joined alongside Dan Budic. And Dan, joining us on the line right now is an Ithaca College alumni, NBC New York's lead sports anchor, Bruce Beck. Bruce, thanks for coming on. Great to be with you guys. IC is a very special place to me, and I was even up there for my 35th Wow. Uh, anniversary this year, the 35th celebration. It was a, it was a blast, and 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 I love IC. So it's great to talk to you guys. Bruce, has has the campus changed much over the years? Yes, it has. There's a lot less space. Uh, you know, there's not as much grass because we filled in so many of the areas, but it looked as beautiful as ever. And you know, I took some pictures down by the fountains and went to the to the football game to talk to Coach Welch afterwards on a beautiful Saturday, 75 degrees. Is every day like that up in Ithaca these days? Yeah, right. We actually <laughs> had one of the worst winters here. Oh, we're we're both freshmen, but from what we've heard, it's been it's been absolutely awful here, and we're just hoping by the time we get back to Long Island where we're from, it'll be some <laughs> nice weather. But, I mean, as a student here, what were some of the things that really stood out to you about Ithaca before we get into some New York sports? Hey, I, I loved everything about it. Obviously, I married a, a beautiful girl there, and I'm still married to her 33 years later. And uh, I think the IC experience from both a, a professional and just a, a, a standpoint of having a, a great time and, you know, uh, socially, it, it offered everything, and I remember doing my first report as a freshman, trudging through the snow <laughs> to do, you know, to do updates at eight o'clock in the morning, and it was like six fifteen. I'm going through the snow in boots, and I guess that's where you really build the foundation for your work ethic and and learning about the industry, and it it all started there at, at IC for me, and I was a non-major, and I was fortunate to win an award at the end of my senior year, an A.E. Rowe Award, and it was very satisfying that a non-major was able to take advantage of, of the facilities and the opportunities. But, but I have so much respect for the Park School and love to contribute, and it's great to talk to IC students. But for me, those are great memories, TV and radio, and uh, they will last a lifetime. Yeah, Bruce, and we thank you again for joining us, obviously joined by Bruce Beck. Bruce, we're going to jump right into it, starting off with the New York Knicks. Obviously, earlier this week, they let Coach Mike Woodson go, let the whole coaching staff go. Rumor has it is Steve Kerr's the uh, the head man to get the job. Do you think Kerr would be a good fit? I do. I, I think Kerr would be an excellent fit. He's never coached before at this level or any level, really, and he was a GM with the Suns, though, for three years. He's been a broadcaster. He's smart as heck. He is the kind of guy that understands Phil Jackson's triangle offense. I just think that, you know, it's a no-brainer if he wants to accept the job. A lot depends 
on other opportunities that may unfold around the league. And if he's concerned at all what happens to Knicks coaches, which is usually they get fired at some point in the first three or four years. So he's got something to think about, but he has a relationship with Jackson. He understands the offense. He's about relationships, not just X's and O's. I think he'd be a perfect fit. Now, Bruce, in your gut feeling, does Carmelo Anthony stay with the Knicks next season? I think so. I think Anthony wants to stay. There's no question he loves New York, and he is the man in this city. And, you know, he's a good guy. I've covered him since he was a collegiate player at Syracuse, and I like Carmelo. And he had a tremendous year despite the team being terrible. And he was even better last year. Um, But I don't think that he wants to leave, but he wants to win. And, And therefore, if he doesn't feel that they can you know, surround him with the with the talent, he might fly to uh, Chicago or Miami or anywhere else where they can fit him in. I still believe deep in my heart that he's going to stay, that he's not going to opt out, and that not this year but the year after, Phil will be able to get him a Kevin Love or another type of player that will give them some chance to, to be a contender in the East. Bruce, Phil Jackson you know, went out today and said, well, we're not going to offer him the max contract right away. We want to see if he can take a pay cut to try to bring in more players. Do you think Carmelo's the type of guy that'll take a significant pay cut to bring in more players, especially when the team's not going to be competitive in 2015? Yes, I do. And, and he's even said that before. And Phil said one of the sound bites we used on our news was, uh, you know, Phil Jackson saying, you know, I, I hope he keeps his word because Phil said it would be beneficial to the franchise if Carmelo takes less money. And I think he would take a little less money. Look, as you guys know, when you're dealing with 22 versus 21 million, come on, is it really that big a deal? Or if we're dealing with 18 versus 22 or 24 versus 20, he's got enough money to last a lifetime. I think at this point you worry about your legacy and all you want to do is win. And if he wants to stay in New York, and I believe that Jackson's the guy that will keep him here, and, and Phil was a key reason, I think, that James Dolan made the movie did because he knows that he can attract these stars. So I'd say my gut feeling is he will stay. Now switching to the other team that plays at Madison Square Garden, the New York Rangers, they're up right now 2-1 to one on the Flyers. Game 4 is on Sunday, of course. Have you been impressed with what the Rangers have done through the three games so far? The Rangers are, in my opinion, a very capable team, a team that can go to the conference finals, maybe even somehow – get out of the conference finals, but I just don't think anybody can beat Boston. However, the Rangers are, you know, dependent upon one guy, Henrik Lundqvist, and he had a bad game in game two, and he gave up four goals, and, well, the last one was an empty netter, but the the Rangers just didn't play well, and he's the reason, you know, that they win and lose, so he's got to accept the criticism when, when they do lose, but you know, Henrik is a guy who's won a gold medal for Sweden, but the only thing he hasn't done is win a Stanley Cup, but it's tougher to win a cup. So if Henrik stands on his head, I think they can still beat anybody. And with Martin St. Louis stepping up right now, and you've got a lot of other components up front, I mean, this team can score. Brad Richards had a good year. Uh, on the on the blue line, you've got McDonough and um, – Girardi, and, and there are two studs back there. Mark Stahl's the third defenseman, and he's good. And I look at the Rangers and say if they can give up the body and play disciplined hockey and not take stupid penalties, they should have a chance to get to the second round and maybe the third round, and who knows what happens when you get a hot goal. You can go a long way like the Rangers did in 1979 with John Davidson when he backstopped them to the, to the Stanley Cup finals against you know Montreal. 
Bruce, Henrik Lundqvist has taken a lot of criticism for his playoff play. Do you think a lot of that's unfair, or do you think because of the uh, the losing record of the playoffs, it is a fair criticism? I, I think I, I think you have to look at it both ways. I think you could say it's fair because he has not achieved uh, the success that you would think someone of that talent should at this point of his career. But at the same time, he hasn't been surrounded by great teams. I mean, last year's team was a team that, was totally focused on defense. John Tortorella's style, blocking shots, doing whatever you have to do to, to take care of your own, own end. I think that there have been some, some years where he could have played better, and I still believe he's got the ability to, to do what Mike Richter did, and he's good enough to, to lead a team to the Stanley Cup. But so many things have to go together. It's so hard. Messier used to tell me this all the time. It is so hard to win a Stanley Cup. So many things have to work out. And if they do, and Henrik is in goal, I certainly think he's capable of leading a team to a championship. He is that good. And I, I just saw him at the Olympics. I was in Sochi, and he was spectacular. The, the Sweden team wasn't the second-best team, but he got them to the gold medal game, and, and, and he just – stood in his head for most of the tournament. We're talking with Bruce Beck right here on the Asman and Budic Show. And, Bruce, the one lone New York team that may actually made the playoffs has been the Brooklyn Nets. Did they squander a great opportunity to go up 2-0 on the Raptors last night? No, I think it's hard to just win both games on the road to start a series. And Toronto is a, is a frenzied crowd, and, and, and they're a capable team that, that, that can score and has a decent inside game. And they out-rebound the Nets uh, both times – uh, in the series, I still think the Nets are, are are looking pretty. Kevin Garnett said, "We did what we had to do. We got we got a split. We got a split in the road. You want to take both if if they're if they're if it's there for the taking." And they both said that they they want to put the hammer down. Darren Williams at practice the other day said, "Yeah, we we want to get greedy," and it's the same thing that Joe Johnson said. They want to get greedy, but it's not always so easy in the playoffs to get that second win. I think the first one was the big win, and now they they have the home court advantage, and they're really good at home. You know, at in in Brooklyn, I look for the Nets to win this series. I think they're the better team, and they're a capable team against Miami too, because they were four zero against the Heat during the regular season. Of course, the playoffs are a different animal when you go up against LeBron. Switching over to baseball a little bit, talking about the New York Yankees. How impressed have you? How impressed I should say have you been with Mashiro Tanaka so far? Tanaka is awesome. I mean, he's got an array of pitches. He's got unbelievable control. Um, he goes out there like he's a seasoned pro. He's 25 years of age. He, you know, he doesn't walk anybody. He has just been, you know, outstanding. Now, I said something on Twitter the other night, and somebody said to me, "Yeah, Bruce, let's wait and see what happens." But he's had four starts. Okay, he's thrown 29 innings. He's got 35 strikeouts. His ERA is under 2.2. I mean, he, he's 3-0. He's, he's giving you innings, 29 innings and four starts. So he is the real deal, and I think he's the ace of their staff, and if they make it to the playoffs, he's their first starter. There's no question in my mind. He is their best pitcher. You know, we've seen a lot of guys come in from Japan and struggle a little bit. Is the transition to the American game from the Japanese game that much different? It, it is different. The quality of hitter is just not as good over there, but – if you know how to pitch, and he's already been in the World Baseball Classic, they've seen him in other international competitions, he's not a guy that's scared out there in the mound. He's been in big, tough situations as somebody who's 25 years of age. And he hasn't lost the game, guys, in how many, like, a, what is it, a year and a half? A year I believe August of uh, 2012. It's, it's really, it's, it's remarkable. But I, I think 
I think I know what you're saying. Competition definitely not as good over there. But if you know how to pitch, it's like a guy who knows how to play, you know, golf, and he's anywhere in the world. You have to you have to handle the pressure when you get to the big stage. But if you know what the heck you're doing, you should be able to do it on a big stage often. And so far, Tanaka uh, is off to that kind of start. 35 Ks in his first four starts. It's a franchise record. And he's walked only two batters in those 29 innings. That's impressive. Now, Bruce, you covered Derek Jeter throughout the course of his entire career. Compared to other stars in New York, what has separated Derek Jeter from the rest? He hasn't gotten in trouble. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he's been smart. He he understands. He, he didn't get married, so so he, he can't get in trouble for for messing around. I mean, he understands the responsibility that comes with being a, an athlete in New York. He doesn't give you all that much in an interview, but that's the way you have to do it. He's off to a pretty good start here, batting 298, and after a terrible, sp- terrible spring training. But I just think that Jeter is all class. His parents, you know, taught him well. He comes from a great family, and he was able to do it for 19 years in New York, which is an amazing achievement without really getting in trouble, except for the one time that Steinbrenner yelled at him for carousing at night, and they ended up doing a commercial about it. So he he is an amazing guy. I, I host his uh, charity event. Uh, each year, and and it's an honor because he, he is such a dignified athlete in this city. Bruce, a guy who says he wants to be like uh, Derek Jeter and aspire to be like him is Matt Harvey of the New York Mets, and I think we really consensus here at Ithaca even the drift between Matt Harvey and the Mets. And yesterday with the Twitter situation, you know, being in New York and covering the market, have you seen just a star like this just fall under, especially with this whole Twitter fiasco with the middle finger and all this? Yes, I, I, it's really easy for this to happen in New York. And, you know, I, I saw it with Mark Sanchez, who was on his way to being a star. It's so easy to to get in trouble, and you just have to show restraint. You have to be smart. And, you know, Harvey likes the limelight, obviously, because he's out of it now, and he, he's figuring out a way to get back in. But it is, this is not the way to get back in. So he's got some maturing to do. There's no question he's got the talent, but there is a maturity that has to come with it, and I think he'll learn who to trust, what to say, how often to to, to volunteer stuff. Um, it, it, it's it's very difficult to you know to stay out of the the limelight and to to try to stay out of trouble. But you know Carmelo's done a pretty good job. J.R. Smith has not done a good <laughs> job. Okay, Plaxico Burris did not do a good job. Eli Manning's done a very good job. So. Different guys are equipped for for the New York market. We always ask the question at these press conferences, how how is Jacoby Ellsbury going to handle New York pressure? You can hit in Boston, but can you hit in New York? And whenever somebody comes to, to the Big Apple, it's always a question we ask, and you never know the answer because some of these guys thrive and embrace it, and some of these guys just, you know, cower and end up being busts. It happens all the time. Bruce, thank you for a couple minutes of your time. We really appreciate you hopping on the program. Yeah, thanks so I've much, been Bruce. A, I've been at some big-time programs over the years, but the Asmund and Budic show is one of my favorites, so I'm glad to spend some time with you guys, and uh, thanks for including me. No problem, Bruce. Thank you. Special thanks to former Ithaca College grad and current NBC lead anchor Bruce Beck for joining us on the Asmund and Budic podcast today. A lot of fun to talk to him about New York sports and, of course, his time at Ithaca College and the difference between the campus from then and today. Definitely, I know for both Jake and I, it was a lot of fun. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Asmund and Budic podcast. Make sure you follow us on iTunes, and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon.
listening to the Asmin and Budic podcast. Make sure you go on to iTunes and subscribe to the show.